0: Welcome back to We Are Going Woke. That's right. Your favorite <laughs> podcast has Gone Woke. Just ah, like the shit. Straw Hats. The Straw Hats have, have gone woke, and now they're broke, and Nami left them because they don't have money. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Pirates aren't supposed to have pronouns. Get your wokeism out of my anime.
2: <laughs>
1: it's, just, it's, so, it's too political.
0: Mm-hmm. Luffy wants to be king of the pirates. As far as I'm concerned, a monarchy is a political system, and I won't stand for that in my fictional cartoon series for 12 year old mm-hmm. boys.
1: Yeah. So we're canceling One Piece. <laughs> here, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs>
0: Subscribe to our Substack where we will um, post a uh... note because you
1: can post <laughs> notes now on Substack. Oh! Which are basically just, like, tweets, I think, but for Substack.
0: Uh, Oh, wait, yeah, I did see something about that, how Substack is adding, like, tweets.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, Twitter needs to bring back (laughs) fleets. They should. I would use Twitter every day if they brought back (laughs) fleets. Elon Musk finally do something right. We are... Canceling One Piece. We're going woke. Um uh, there's no way we keep up this bit for the whole episode. <laughs> no, I already ran out of steam. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know, I can call him woke instead of Odin. Is that anything? <laughs> no. If you have to ask, is that anything? The answer's no. It's something to someone. I was trying to think though. What One Piece character is the most likely to call out wokeism? And is it Eustace Kidd?
0: <laughs> Probably.
1: Like I'm a I'm imagining him. Learning that like Okiku is trans or something <laughs> and then getting mad about it. I don't know. Kid has a lot of stance online. Maybe they're going to be mad at me for saying that.
0: I think the closest that we've got to that, to anything like this is when law was telling Luffy pirates aren't supposed to be nice. That's true.
1: Yeah. Blah's like, I'm not racist. I hate everyone equally though. I think that like, he's <laughs>
0: Absolutely, like 13
1: yeah. year old edgy still <laughs> is the thing about law.
0: He's had those tattoos planned out since he was a tiny baby. Yeah,
1: including the ones for like scene bands that he won't admit he's embarrassed of. Oh, Law absolutely has the Law Dispute flower on his foot. Yeah, but with a... And it says Law Dispute, but it's with a W for his name. This is a joke for like 10 people. Trafalgar D. Water Law Dispute. Uh, It's weird that his name has water in it. I feel like I had another joke, that another woke joke. Oh, I was thinking of instead of the worst generation, it's the woke generation. That's a good Ooh, bit. I that, think
0: that is that is a uh, no. Blackbeard,
1: Blackbeard would complain about wokeism. There we go, done. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe that's what he's doing right now. <laughs> there, I mean, we're basically going to get to a point where the worst generation, which is essentially millennials, have to go up against you know the old guard of Kaido and Big Mom, and they're going to be like kids these days. They just don't know how to be pirates anymore You can't even take a bite of cum gum With how world culture is Sorry for making this The worst episode of the podcast That we've ever made I was thinking earlier Today was the new trailer for The new Breath of the Wild And I'm like are we going to play that on mic Like we did in 2017 When the (laughs) first one came out I forgot we did that (laughs) It was a stupid joke But I think about it all the time so we should do that again, uh,
0: and then following up, so we bring back. Okay, who does everyone play
1: in Overwatch Two? It's n- trick question. No one plays Overwatch Two. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> this week on the podcast, we're covering nine or yeah, nine sixty nine. Nice through nine seventy seven. We're finishing up Flashback Town for now. I mean, there's plenty more flashback where this came from, but. Basically done with Odin's whole backstory. Act three starting proper. Like the last episode of this is back in the present. Uh, Maybe more than that, actually. I think it's just one episode, though. Yeah, basically just one episode. But yeah, I mean, a bunch of good stuff. Odin's doing great. Fixed Wano opened up the borders. Joy Boy came. Mm -hmm. Super welcoming. Uh, And it's really just going to be a casual light episode. No one gets boiled alive. Well, Odin wouldn't be Odin. Yeah, he does say that all the time. Oda, I mean, Oda literally is always cooking. But do you think <laughs> he, he was like, "Oh, this is a great idea. I'm mean, gonna have him. I'm gonna call him Odin. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make him say this all the time, and then kill him." This he way. had to have had. He
0: had to have had that plan. <laughs> That's like it's so it's so laid out that mm-hmm. it, it's there's no way it, he just came up with it while writing the, the flashback.
1: Also, I mean, how long ago did he come up with Wano's whole deal is a, is another question. Because Wano's first referenced in Thriller Bark. <laughs> and then he I think he definitely knew all of the time travel stuff once, like in Punk Hazard. Had to have, I would hope. <laughs> At the minimum. There's, it's referenced in Zo. And again, that, yeah. that's a thing where I'm like, what were people thinking then? <laughs> I was watching and like reading when Whole Cake was starting and people were so fixated on like Sanji's family. I never saw anyone talk about this throwaway line for Momonosuke. <laughs> but now would, now I wanna know. Now I wanna go back and check. This is what it's all been building up to, I guess, is uh, act three of Wano, which we're gonna continue today and then um basically just be talking about fights for the next four or five months, <laughs> I think. Give or take. Posted up a new schedule on the Patreon that's up to date as far as I can plan because uh well frankly there's not enough episodes to plan further than July. We're catching up. The hope is that we catch up before the big thing happens. And I think most people listening to this probably know what that is.
0: When Luffy finds the treasure and becomes
2: King of the Pirates.
1: Oh, yeah we do want to catch it before the anime ends. That's <laughs> that's true. <laughs> before he finds the treasure at the end of the Grand Line. Yo ho. ho. Uh but anyways we left off last time with Odin in the Gold Rogers crew. Getting to Laugh Tail and finding the One Piece. Granted, I guess it wasn't called that yet. Roger calls it both Laugh Tale and the One Piece. Well, he left everything he owns there. Mm hmm. It's the name of the treasure on the Green Light. After that is where this episode starts, 969. Nice. Uh, and it's Roger and Rayleigh reminiscing about like when they first met, they wanted to turn the world upside down. And they were, Rayleigh said they were meant to meet each other we get a flash of Roger wearing the straw hat.
0: <laughs> he just looks like Luffy.
1: Yeah, but with that big ol' smile. I think
0: I might have brought this up before, but I remember when we started this podcast, I can't remember if it was like, I was clicking around the wiki or something, or I was doing something, and I Mistake. saw somewhere that said uh, that Roger had the gum gum fruit. And we're past, we're like into, we've got well past stuff that would have been going on then, and now I'm really confused as to what I saw, or if I made it up in my mind
1: as something that I saw. You Mandela affected yourself <laughs> by reading crack theories.
0: <laughs> because I just, for some reason, like, I remember that, they're like, huh, that would make sense. And then it just hasn't It'd
1: come be back boring. At
2: all. <laughs>
1: I don't, I, I, at this point, I think we'd know if he had a fruit. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, we know Dragon does, we just don't know what it is exactly. We have enough to maybe go off of. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I think it, I think he's the same thing as Shanks. He's just so fucking good at hockey and sword, <laughs> which is interesting. You know, I'm, Aware of what's going up in the manga right now And it's like increasingly peop- like People who only use hockey Are stronger than like High level devil fruit users And it's uh Fucked up
0: It's like if you work out enough you can take out anyone who, who has a gun if you're, if you're Because if they have the gun They're enough, not
1: going to work out as much Exactly Unless yeah. they're like taxi driver <laughs> He worked out a lot and had a gun And he invented the Assassin's Creed thing on his arm Roger's the King of the Pirates now. He is. They go to pick up Shanks and Buggy, and apparently this is told through Odin's flashback, so he's like, uh, Shanks, or I guess he says Red Taro, because that's what he he does, the, the samurai name thing to everybody. Shanks asks Roger a question and then cries. Don't know what that would be. I don't know if it's been revealed since now, and I just don't know or remember. I don't know, there's other stuff on here that I didn't remember. It's weird how little you retain when there's... Over a thousand episodes of a show And you watch some of them twice <laughs> The news of the Pirate King coming out The Navy tries to hide Gold Roger's name having a D in it They call him Gold Roger Instead of Gold D Roger Which I, which came up before There's a flashback Where he says that to Whitebeard Which we actually see again Yeah uh, Which is very funny Just that like That's definitely a thing Where I don't think Oda decided later That it was Gold D I think it was always Gold D <laughs> But I also just could not tell you what anyone says in the first three hundred episodes of this show.
0: I feel like it's always been Goldie Roger, and it's one of those things where when they brought it, when they like localized it and stuff, someone in the four kids' office was like, "Huh those those weirdo Japanese people have the names weird. It's Gold, not Goldie.
1: Goldie Han is the king of the pirates. <laughs> it is." I mean, interesting to then have it be the Navy tries to hide that his name has a D in it, which is still something that like I'm obviously so inundated in one piece. that I'm like, obviously, of course, everyone, some people just have this and some people don't. I'm like, names are not things that are decided by God and passed down. Someone had to decide (laughs) to call him that. But maybe not. I would love, like, that's the thing that, like, I don't think Oda could answer because how could you? How could you possibly come up with a satisfying in-universe reason for how some of them just have Ds in their name? And it's, like, designated by the Lord. And by that, I mean an L. An L comes down and decides if you have a D in your name or not.
0: Because that's what, God ends with a D and he's God. We figured it out.
1: Yeah, go D an L. (laughs) Or go D uh, Usopp. We get some flashback stuff to the Sea Kings talking about how, you know, the next generation, whatever, whatever, in 20 years, someone's going to surpass even Gold Roger. And he's like, it'll be my son. And they're like, you don't have one. He's like, yeah, but I'm going to. His name's going to be Ace, and he's going to live to be very, very old. He's going he's gonna to live forever. Nothing bad will ever happen to He's going to famously not die. Yeah, it's going to be the thing he's most known for. <laughs> Being alive. Yeah. He'll get the phoenix fruit, and <laughs> then he'll never <laughs> be able to die. Marco's like, I'm right here. What else happens? Oh, uh, they talk about Izo. Odin's like, I guess he can stay with Whitebeard. He likes Whitebeard. <laughs> Roger's like, all right, well, I'm disbanding my crew. Because I'm gonna die soon And he just leaves He leaves the ship before everybody else I assume this is when he goes In his last years has the sun But (laughs) I don't know We see him walk off and everybody cries Although Odin writes that nobody cried Because they're manly men (laughs) But uh, then he goes back to Wano And everything there is super fine He says that he wants to open up The land of Wano Specifically before Joy Boy comes Yeah You have any more I mean there's so little to speculate with joy boy but apparently you know roger's like seeing the treasure that was left on the final island and saying man i wish i was in the same i wish i was born in the wrong generation i wish i was in yours joy boy and then odin comes away with that being like wano has to be as open and accepting for this person as possible because of question mark question mark history (laughs) I, i don't know it feel like I should ask you if you have speculation or thoughts, even though realistic, I'm like, based on what? Because <laughs> I don't have any. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's like, th- th- I can't... Uh, there's nothing really there to be like, oh, well, maybe there's, th- there's got to be something somewhere where they someone who who's come by is joy boy or joy boy is going to be someone who shows up to help or maybe joy boy already showed up and be in it and they're breaking the the destiny and luffy is actually better than joy boy or something but there's a
1: A weapon to surpass (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: a weapon to surpass joy boy it's luffy that's monkey d luffy He's going to be king of the pirates.
1: Yeah, I just feel like I have an obligation to poke and prod you and be like, what do you think about this thing that's hanging over your head? And
0: yeah, yeah, it's weird because, like, some of so the stuff, this is like the, the uh, something that they've given, it's just been like there. And then there's like, hey, there's this thing.
1: For, I think, a long time, like, I'm kind of curious now. You're not allowed to look up Joy Boy, but I'm curious <laughs> if he's mentioned before Fishman Island. Because <laughs> that's the first time. I remember it mentioned. Yes, okay. So it would have been Face Man Island regarding the Poneglyph. was the first time the name came up.
0: Yeah. Cuz I feel like with other like weird ominous stuff we've at least gotten like snippets of what it's about or we kind of have an idea like stuff with like the revolutionaries and stuff it's like well, we know Luffy's dad is attached to them after a bit after we like find out about him or like we, <laughs> we we know this thing is going on. It's just it's just very casually being brought up to set it up in advance, like bringing up Kaido and Big Mom. Uh, but <laughs> we, we know how it fits in the world. I had no clue how Joy Boy fits in the world.
1: We know that he's related to the history of Fishman Island, left a <laughs> note there on a Poneglyph, which also means like void century or before that. Long time ago. And everyone's like, yeah, we just get to come back, right? Is he? <laughs> but at what point does someone <laughs> do that? And then also, I guess, left treasure on, you know, a, a final island for someone to eventually find. And Roger did it. So I don't know. Uh, but Odin has a lot of thoughts about it. And he doesn't say it in this episode. I don't think. Maybe he does. But he eventually in this chunk mentions that, like wano closed itself off but the kazuki clan specifically did it to protect it from a force i don't know if he means the world government forming or or what happened in i mean the void century or before that or i don't know he's like we gotta open it now wano has to be a cool spot to hang when joy boy comes also he keeps throwing out the number 20 years it has to happen in 20 years
0: that's also true
1: i kind of lose track of How many years in between him saying that and Toki sending people into the future. So 20 asterisk anime time. But I think the suggestion seems to be, because he's saying 20 years also at the very, very end of the flashback. So I think the suggestion is like around the present. Yeah, around where we're at now. The hope is that we beat Kaido's ass and open this place up. Open this pit up.
0: What if what if Joy Boy is like... Or when o- Elijah Wood showed up in Spike Kids? Like that. The guy. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, that scene is going to happen exactly. He's going to be like, I'm Joy Boy. And then he dies three times in a row.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I mean, that joke is so good in that because like nothing lives up to that expectation of like, oh yeah, the best person in the world shows up. And then it's like, you either undercut it with a joke or you, you know how how do you live up to the expectation of like the greatest guy yeah. or this important person <laughs> showing up and doing that? And similarly, it's kind of hard to imagine what that would happen in one piece. I'm like, we're a thousand episodes in. I it's kind of like, it was a big deal when Eam was introduced a while ago. It's kind of hard to imagine something else big just showing up with no introduction whatsoever or no. Yeah. Lead up to it. I mean, like, I kind of feel that way about uh, when we will see Yamato at some point. I'm like, kind of surprised they weren't around at all in the first two acts of Uwano. But we'll get to that when when Yamato shows up. But enough about Joy Boy for now. We'll talk about Joy Boy later, maybe. But Odin returns to his family and everyone's happy. Wow, this is great. What are those smokestacks in the distance? Don't worry about it. Toki has been such a good part of the community that people actually like Odin more now than when he left by the transitive property. They basically just run through, like, some exposition stuff. Like, Kiku knows about Izo staying with Whitebeard. Um, Ashura becomes, like, a a boss and leads the Mountain Bandits so they're not fucking shit up, which continues to be the case after uh, the flashback's over because he's still leading Mountain Bandits now in the present. Denjiro's just out there vibing. <laughs> yeah. Although he does re-enter... The narrative Like it's like Odin comes back Denjiro's just not around He is just like Fucking Borrowing money from people And coasting He's couch surfing Professionally Yeah Comes back for the drama There's a big fight He's there for it And then Has His outcome That we'll talk about But it's very funny That cause like I Like it's almost Set up like Oh and that's why We don't know Where he is Cause all this stuff's Gonna happen And Denjiro's not around No he comes back Yeah <laughs> He re-enters the scene uh, But anyways Odin learns that his dad died Learns that Orochi replaced him And is supported by Kaido Who's this big strong scary pirate It's like why haven't we done something And it's like well actually we did try once But it backfired And they came for your family And they tried to kill Momonosuke But Toki took the arrow for him And has a scar And this pisses off Odin so much That he like goes Super Saiyan basically <laughs> And he's like I'm gonna go Kill them myself I guess um, and he basically does He runs off on his own in the next episode 970 He runs so fucking fast Don't know if it's meant to be funny or not But it is <laughs> He passes some beast pirates Who call Orochi and like warn They're Like ah oh, shit Odin's here uh, But people in the capital are happy he's back Like random citizens uh, But then the beast pirates Are like keeping him from going into the castle He fights his way in He goes to Orochi and he's like Hey little idiot I'm gonna kill you now uh, but he can't, and it's because of another devil fruit that we might recognize.
0: Yeah, as soon as that popped up,
1: I was like, oh, that's crazy. Both of these old weirdos have fruits that eventually <laughs> end up in the hands of weirdos who befriend <laughs> Luffy.
0: They end up in our, to, with our friends, people that, that we like and are friends with. Not these evil people who are not friends with. Friends, weirdos,
1: him-ha.
2: The... <laughs> And I started thinking about it. It's like, yeah, they haven't really
0: done this a lot in flashbacks either. We haven't just seen like no. recognizable things. I guess because a lot of times when we've seen flashbacks, it's either an important guy who died or uh, people who are still around <laughs> for the most part.
1: Yeah. And very, yeah, very rarely do they deal with like specifically fruits being passed down to different People like you'll see people get their fruits, like Law getting his or any of these other things. But it's not like you know, in Law's flashback, you see somebody else use a fruit. We know, uh, we're talking, we're, we haven't actually mentioned that the old guy here has the barrier fruit that Bart ends up with, Bartolomeo, and of course, the old lady has the clone clone fruit that Bon Clay eventually gets. So it's an interesting sort of combo there, but pretty much makes them impervious. To do whatever they want politically Yeah uh, With the two of those fruits Interesting To then be like Okay well both of these End up outside of Wano In some way After these people die One of them dies really soon Actually Uh, We'll learn I was just thinking about Another fruit thing Um, I, I guess the closest thing I can compare Is that we've seen Blackbeard Taking fruits from other people But that's It Like Ace's fruit Going to to Saba was like a was was a big deal, but yeah, this is the first time a flashback to really taken advantage of like here's fruits that you will know from earlier, which would be cool to I guess see more of. But also, how much more flashback do we need in in the grand scheme of things? We're getting pretty close to the end. How much more information do we need? Now, I'm sure the answer's a lot, <laughs> but still. Anyways, Odin gets here, can't kill Orochi. Barrier fruit basically learns all the stuff that we already knew, which is clone, clone fruit, pretended to be your dad, put a roachie in position. We don't actually see this whole scene now. The narrator comes on the intercom and says, Randomly, poison arrows started to kill people in the capital. They saw a dragon, which is Kaido. And then later, Odin left the capital and stripped down naked and started dancing and singing a silly song. And eventually we'll see that full conversation that happened inside the castle. But uh, what do you think of Odin's little dance?
0: Uh, it's a fun little dance. You know, sometimes that's just how it be. And the only way, you know, to celebrate is to do a little dance. It's the only way you can deal with stuff. So I get it. We've all been there before.
1: Yeah, we've all stripped naked in the street and danced.
0: Yeah, done a funny little dance after uh, we couldn't reclaim our, our birthright. Yeah. From a weird guy who has a, a witch
1: on his team. And also a giant pirate, very powerful pirate. We can all relate to that. So he sings little Odin's song, and then basically, oh, also, I guess we see that Shinobu is watching inside the castle. We see young Shinobu in this section. she's spying on the meeting that Odin has with Orochi. Uh, later, she recounts it to people, but for now, he sings his little dumb song and gets three bucks and goes home, <laughs> and he does this weekly for like five years. <laughs> I just skipped that's, like four episodes to say f- the, when I said five years, but yeah, basically we see sporadic updates across five years. But he does continue dancing, and people just start to respect him less and less. Ah, uh, the retainers ask why he's doing it, and he's like, "It's my job. <laughs> I get paid to do a little silly dance in the street." <laughs> I, yeah, do a, a funny little dance,
0: and that's how I make money for for uh, Curry.
1: One year passes. Roger gets executed. We see a lot of people at Roger's execution. I don't know if we've seen. All of these before I know we've seen this. We've seen this scene updated like so many times. I feel like Doflamingo being there this time was new. I think Moria's new too, and Dragon. Yeah, I don't remember Dragon being there. I feel like Moria. Maybe all of be- these and- are new.
0: <laughs> I feel like Moria and Crocodile being there was there the last time we saw this
1: because yeah, that remember. doesn't sound
0: uh, stand out as much to me as like Doflamingo.
1: Yeah, Doflamingo, well, his design is interesting and new, I think, too. Yeah. Uh, which is weird, because we've had flashback for him. Uh, Shanks <laughs> and Mihawk are there. Buggy, Moria, Dragon. Dragon, definitely. I'm like, that's a, his face looks weird. I've never seen him this age before. This is the second time I've seen this episode, and I've never seen it before. Also, I think my memory gets blurred, because I'm like, oh yeah, we saw Bartolomeo there. Wait, no, wrong execution. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the when, pretend one. Yeah, that was when Luffy died. The first time, I guess. Luffy's like texting, I lived bitch regularly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> can't keep him down. You, no, you can't. Uh, he's a he Bounces back. <laughs> so Roger's up there. He does the one piece rap and then dies. And Odin reads this in the newspaper and cries on the beach. Like a Hong Sang Su movie. And that's it. We go to 971. Do we get more years passing? And also just like random lore answers that you probably weren't even asking. Moria fighting Kaido and that's when Ryuma's grave gets robbed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that that makes sense. I, I it, the thing that like the first thing that popped in my head with it is like damn for being closed off a lot of people have been to, uh <laughs> been
1: to Wano. Yeah, I guess politically closed off. <laughs> yeah, I mean Moria got here, Whitebeard got here. Roger didn't come here without Odin, so maybe that doesn't count. Uh, year two of his dance job, the entire Kazuki clan has now lost respect of like history and culture, <laughs> such that when Odin tries to go visit Hyogoro, uh, who has not shrunken yet, his guards don't want to let him in, but Hyogoro is like, Yeah, this is my good buddy. And we basically just get continued updates on this until we reach year five. That's when Orochi is like visiting him. He has a ninja squad now because the previous ninja squad just were like, yeah, fuck it. We'll work for whoever the shogun is. I like, guess job's a job. <laughs> Which Shinobu leaves at that point. That's mentioned in a later episode when she shows up again. Odin's like, "All right, it's been five years of me dancing in the street about that deal we had." And Orochi's like, "What are you talking about? We don't have a deal." I'm gonna build factories here in Curry. You, you,
0: you absolute fool! You believed me. You, the bad guy. You believed me.
1: You rube. He doesn't even say that. He's just like, I don't remember any deal. <laughs> uh, I, th- I gave Hiogoro away to Kaido to break his spirit. Also, I killed his wife. It's like, I didn't even know he had a wife. You giving this man dead wife backstory in another person's backstory? Uh, this breaks the Odin. He is devastated that he's been fooled and lied to. Surely he'll never again try and make a deal <laughs> with these two people and then be shocked when it doesn't pay out. Uh, but yeah So Odin and his retainers Are like Alright let's just Fucking kill Kaido then <laughs> What else could we do I Truly What else can he do He goes to do it They go to raid Onigashima But Kaido and his army Is expecting him Kaido makes uh, Has a line where it's like Maybe you have a spy In your midst Making it even more Questionable When Kinemon Never considered <laughs> that Being true But anyways Odin just fucking Shreds two guys So sort of the retainers I love this sequence Every, Like everyone they slash Explodes in the cherry blossoms Yeah <laughs> Very pretty sequence, and like, the last second, you see the blossoms turn into, like, blood in the wind.
0: They don't have to go so hard for a weekly show,
1: and also uh, a flashback. Like, <laughs> But they do! It's Odin! <laughs> you have to, has to live up. He's the guy. Right before the end of this episode, uh, we see Yasui going to, like, basically protect odin's family as, as he was asked to in a letter we see odin's family as well momonosuke looks the same way he looks now which is a bad sign <laughs> means he's gonna be sent in the future pretty soon that means this was like a week ago for him <laughs> that's so fucked up it's so fucked up how recently <laughs> some of the scenes we see of momonosuke happened i guess it's been maybe three months
0: yeah for him kinemon raizo kiku is that all of them that were sent into the future
1: I think so, yeah. Kawamatsu stays behind, Ashura, Jiro are behind. Yeah, that
0: sounds right. Damn, <laughs> that's, that's rough.
1: Yeah. I guess uh, Kiku doesn't have to miss Aizu very long, though. Is that a silver lining? Does that count? <laughs> they didn't seem too broken up about it before. <laughs> no, they're pretty chill. Uh, but we go into 972. Shinobu starts helping, but they never call it the Akazaya 10. Kind of a Trial of Chicago 7 thing Where sometimes they call it the Trial of Chicago 8 And they were just like, I'm literally not with the other guys here This is just a propaganda thing you're doing (laughs) Not exactly I think it's just Oda maybe decided Shinobu should be more involved But never changed the name Because there's a scene later she's like, can I be a retainer? And he's like, we're all safe, self-described retainers Who gives a shit? Like, (laughs) you're as valid as the rest of us But we're never changing the name We can't change it now. It's a little late. Akazaya 9 sounds too good. Also, you will not be labeled as a retainer in the card game, and it will make you way less useful. (laughs) My apologies to Shinobu.
0: Well, not being a retainer saves her.
1: Ultimately, yeah. King and Queen are here also. They're like weirdly in shadow at first. I don't know why. We know who they are, but I guess just to be ominous. Kaido does some blast breath. Odin charges through. King and Queen each take on like four samurai ones. And then Odin starts fighting Kaido. And it, you know, spoiler for like what this podcast is gonna sound like for the next several months, but looks fucking sick.
2: Yeah <laughs>
0: They they did not need to go that hard for <laughs> this flashback fight. And then it's just then you think, oh Man, it's going to look even cooler when Luffy fights him. That's how how far they're going for a fight where <laughs> Kaido wins.
1: You'd be surprised at how many people fight Kaido and how sick it all looks. <laughs> Kaido is a professional punching bag. People, some people are upset that there isn't more flashback for him. But I'm like, his presence in everyone else's flashback is his flashback. <laughs> Everything he's doing here characterizes him quite a bit, I think. I think it would be kind of weird because I, I can't imagine his flashback. It's kind of like how I think so little of Luchi's. I'm like, whatever, he's evil. I didn't really need to see him being super evil as a teenager. He sucks shit. Cool. He's a cop and he likes yeah. to kill people. <laughs> I imagine Kaido would have left me with a similar sort of feeling. And I like ultimately everything we get of Kaido and, and Wano. But anyways, Odin does the big attack that leaves the scar on him. Paradise, Tatsuka. If I'm saying it right And I I wrote that he does it Through the fire and the flames Because he does like Take a blast (laughs) breath to the face But comes out of it And yeah Gives him a big fucking scar I genuinely think Odin would have won this fight If not for like Whatever His honor code is Or The distractions that happen Immediately after this Yeah Kaido turns into a normal guy They They go to attack each other But He like hears Momo Yelling for help as a hostage But it's actually The clone lady And then Odin Just gets like Knocked out And that's not fair That is cheating <laughs> That is How you make Odin The strongest guy In the world And also lose Narratively uh, All the other Akazai-9s get Knocked out And captured as well Um Narrator says That the fires Started Weren't put out Until five days later When it happened to rain That's That's a lot of that's fire
0: fucked up Yeah Rip Do you think Kaido's fire is like Anything special or do you think he, it's just like yeah you know, he, he shoots fire? Um,
1: I would imagine it's got some properties because it's a mythical zone, mm. and mythical zones are so much more than <laughs> just <laughs> zones for fake animals. Like yeah, Barco's flames have properties of a phoenix. Not they're just not they're not just fire. They actually like heal him. So I would imagine if it's not, I mean, I don't know what the magical properties of dragons flame would have but i would imagine it's something more than just fire
0: it's not like dungeons and dragons where blue dragons do frost damage instead of fire
1: doesn't seem that way no also funny i that kaido just doesn't have a last name (laughs) (laughs) like it's never i never really hit me before that i'm like that's all we ever we just names kaido
0: oh that is weird everyone weirdly in one piece a lot of people have full names plus nicknames
1: yeah it's been a while because like Sanji later got a last name, but, and Frankie is technically a nickname of Cuddy Flam, though we love to forget about it. <laughs> I'm struggling to think of anyone else who has only one name anymore.
0: Yeah, because uh, Big Mom has, has a full name, even. She's Charlotte mm-hmm. Linlin.
1: It'd be tough to make her whole deal having 300 kids without a surname. <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
2: it,
0: it, 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 you could, it just wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> yeah. if she had
1: them without it uh i guess you know it's interesting too because i'm like i think all the examples i can think of are old i'm like kobe and helmepo i don't think have last names anyone introduced early on and doesn't have a famous relative <laughs> you get you get no last name
0: oh, yeah, i guess shanks is just shanks yeah <laughs> unless his full name is red-haired shanks i don't think so <laughs> that would be funny but they
1: are they were hinting at his lineage in the in the movie so maybe he does end up with one i hope it's as cool as vin smoke vince <laughs> vince vin smoke is a cool name do you think
0: sanji i was about to say do you think sanji started smoking because of it? it was like no he started smoking because he worked in a fucking kitchen <laughs> yeah
1: that's it's, like, it's so he got longer breaks <laughs> yeah <laughs> Although Sanji doesn't actually seem like someone who would care too much about that. I think he just like working the whole time. We left off with the raid not going very well. Uh, Momonosuke and Hiyori back at home are like, wins wins our dad back. And not a great sign that it's been five days. Yasui's still there standing guard. Uh, We see that Odin and the Akazai Nine were jailed, but Shinobu made it out because, as you mentioned before, Uh, Odin's like, I don't know who that is. They're not a retainer. Get away from me He also says like I guess she's trying to kill me Which is like Makes them care even less about her I guess But She gets out She wanders the streets Everyone is sentenced to public execution By boiling Shinobu will be there Momonosuke asks his mom Why people want to kill him (laughs) Why is he a target (laughs) And his mom's answer is Well it's because your dad's great And (laughs) you're gonna leave the country one day (laughs) Hell of an answer for this literal child I don't know what the alternatives are, but they're like, Why do people want to kill me? And it's like, Because you have to have the responsibility on your shoulders to lead a country. <laughs> at fucking nine years old. <laughs> Anyways, he also seems to know today is the day that his death's gonna be pulled alive, so he cries and we see Kaido and Orochi sitting at this like execution stand, basically. The guy that was like escorting him slips into the boiling water and just instantly dies. Whew, yeah, that's horrific. It is. It's animated pretty detailed. (laughs) It's like the the silhouette. It's weirdly dark for One Piece, too. Yeah, the silhouette crawling out in flames and then just, like, turning into dust on the ground. But you have to know how bad it is so that when Odin does it for an hour, you're like, man. God, he's so cool. (laughs) He's so cool. Is he hockey coding? I don't know. I don't know how he does it. But Odin wouldn't be Odin if it wasn't boiled. Basically, Odin's like give me a time limit to last. And if I last over that time limit, we can all go free. (laughs) And they're like, sure, we'll, we'll totally do that and not go back on in any way. (laughs) Kaido accepts it because in part, because he thinks it's funny. Yeah. (laughs) I want to see if he'll do it. See if the mad
0: lad will do it.
1: Yeah. And Kaido additionally, like some of his characterization here, he loves that Odin actually is a challenge for him. It was cool to fight someone who had a good shot at actually (laughs) killing me. He gives him an hour on the clock. He also says, uh, I don't know if it's when in one of these episodes he mentions it, but Kaido like apologizes for the old lady with the clone power. (laughs) Like he kind of wishes that wasn't how he won. And he's like, yeah, I killed her. (laughs) And Owen's like, huh, I didn't really expect that from you, but thanks, I guess, retroactively. (laughs) Not going to just fight again. Not quite, you know, like Goku would do be yeah. like, let's fight fair and square. Here's a Sinzo bean. <laughs> now, now jump in the boiling water. So, what he does is, as the, he jumps in, stands there for a minute. Immediately, it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. When all the retainers run to join them, he tears off the like wooden platform they're running on and then just holds them above his head. <laughs> He's so cool. He's so cool. And obviously, they're like, well, Kaido laughs. He's like, that's. Eh, Technically in the pot This is funny I'm gonna let it happen Whereas Orochi's like mad That they're not all boiling alive Um He is so cool This The visual of him in the pot Holding up everybody uh, Oda Oda probably came up with that like So long ago Cause it's just so <laughs> clean It's so Great It's such a good <laughs> image Yeah And it sh- Show it Showcases how cool And strong Odin is He's so cool And strong You occasionally see like his arms just start bleeding from doing this. <laughs> yeah. I think these episodes do a pretty good job of making the hour pass without it being annoying. Being like, this has to happen for an hour, and it's not like things happening. It's not like they fight for an hour. It's like, he yeah. stands here in one spot and suffers for an hour. It'd be really easy for that to be annoying to watch. Yeah, But they progress it really well, and part of that is through Shinobu being there and getting in fights with people. They're like, God, I hope he he does deserve to die. He fucking sucks. Yeah, people are sick of him and his stupid little dance, and his. They they wanted him to come and make Wano better, and he didn't. And Shinobu's like, actually, he did because every time he did this dance, Orochi like didn't kidnap people that he was going to kidnap. (laughs) And we get like a flashback to that original conversation that Odin had when he first stormed into Orochi's castle and was behind the barrier. Orochi's like, I don't even want to be king or or shogun in this place. I want to destroy this country as revenge of it being mean to me. <laughs> sure, he's addicted to power and doesn't want to lose it or whatever, but it's an extension of everyone else has to suffer too. Yeah, It's not enough for me to be well off. It has to be at the ex- like the expense of everyone else. <laughs> they have some hostages tied up to tribute to Kaido who briefly shows up and fights Odin in this flashback again. uh, Flashback within a flashback. Orochi, I think, can tell that Odin's really strong and might have a shot at winning and is like, tries to stop the fight and makes this offer, which is essentially do this stupid dance for five years. I will leave the villagers alone and will leave in five years. Like, basically saying, like, I'm just getting all these weapons made, all this money, and then I'll leave. Which, obviously, he doesn't do. Maybe he's lying about All he wants to do is destroy the country for revenge, or maybe it's basically true, and it's just the addicted to power and money thing. But uh, that's the full context that Shinobu explains to people and gets more people back on Odin's side. As if watching him lift up nine people in a vat of boiling oil wasn't enough to make you immediately decide this is the coolest man (laughs) who's ever
0: lived. I have not. I don't think they saw Roshi or Kaido do anything that cool. No, I mean I'm sure Kaido probably could. People of Wano, like, they don't seem to talk about Kaido that much, actually.
1: They, I mean, I have to imagine they'd be afraid to.
0: Because any conversation about stuff is just about Orochi, which, I mean, he is the one who's in charge.
1: Kaido's never really on the ground when he shows up drunk. <laughs> it's like a natural disaster, basically. Even though there are beast pirates on the ground doing both Orochi and Kaido's business. Yeah, no one really t- talks about Kaido. And I don't know if it's just like. They just—I—I I can't imagine they respect Kaido more, but I can't imagine they respect Orochi less. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I mean, we see—you uh, know—there was like a weird scene where Kiroshiro talked about how much he didn't like Orochi, which now makes more sense. But he openly said it then. He wasn't talking about Kaido. Uh, anyways, yeah, the the Ninja Squad is here that I think has an official name that I'll never learn. Um, but they stopped Shinobu from saying more about. What Odin's been doing But now people are back on Odin's side And they beg the execution to be stopped And they all get shot by arrows And essentially over the hour that Odin is doing this The news travels like all over Wano And more people come to like Witness and or yell to stop the execution Uh, The narrator tells us that The oil is at 700 degrees Celsius Which seems like a lot I don't know Celsius doesn't really make a lot of sense to me But it sounds bad Oh yeah, that's over a thousand degrees That's terrifying Yeah, well, Odin wouldn't be Odin I don't even feel like, I mean, I don't know I guess oil probably has a different heat index than water That's true I'm like, should anything be that hot ever? <laughs> but Probably I, uh, not Maybe a gigantic pot of oil with a man in it <laughs> So the news passes Odin says that uh, he once wanted to be open He sort of re-explains this and uh, I, I basically explained this earlier as well. But this is where he says that the Kazuki clan closed off Wano to protect it from something. But, the wor- but Wano and the world awaits a certain person. Spoiler. Joy Boy. And Wano must be welcoming when that person arrives here. And he's like, I'm pretty sure I'm dying, guys. Look at me. I'm in, I'm in the soup. <laughs> so he's basically passing on this goal to his retainers. We see his life sort of flash before his eyes as the hour mark reaches. Uh, Everyone in the crowd cheers, and then everyone, all the beast pirates here, pull out guns to shoot the people. It's like, yeah, you can get out of the pot, and then I'm going to shoot you. So they they actually start to gun down supporters first, the people in the crowd who were upset about this. Maybe this is why they don't talk about Kaido. (laughs) That's true. Odin just like throws the plank, and like, so all the retainers can run away. And that happens. They run away. And Kaido is like, well, I guess I'll give you the honor of dying with a bullet, Odin. Which, again, this reminds me of the Whitebeard thing where I'm like, dying by a gun is just, like, such a disrespectful slight in the world of One Piece. Yeah, everyone has all these
0: cool powers, everyone can do all this shit, but no, they're just gonna shoot you.
1: Yeah, whenever someone dies by gun, which is, I guess, these are the two cases, or whenever someone uses a gun to do something, it just feels so much more evil, th- th- textually, than even, like... I don't know I'm trying to think of other big deaths that have happened I guess the big example is, is Ace being punched by lava and not surviving somehow I'm like yeah that's devastating that's sad I was affected by that yeah okay you knew bad guy Ace loved him sad he's dead Whitebeard being gunned down by the Blackbird pirates makes me so much more angry a very different response and this
0: sort of is similar where i'm like it doesn't feel like a warrior's death in a way if we want to attach like that like it's not a good pirate death
1: no it's like i mean it's Zoro talking about not wanting scars on his back kind of thing
0: yeah if you're dying by like a gunshot is it, it could mean like you died you you died like fighting and in battle and like for something but i don't know it could just be you were just there and got hit
1: yeah, in this world, in in, and <laughs> on the Grand Line, that doesn't really register. I think it's so interesting that, like, Frankie technically shoots bullets, <laughs> yeah. but he doesn't have guns. Usopp never got a gun. He still uses a slingshot. It's interesting to me that Yasop still uses one, like, when he shows up in the movie, he does that. I don't know. Yeah, no. Guns in One piece sir. Are- are a strange little thing.
0: Especially everything is so much better than guns too. Like Zoro, like Zoro doesn't have to worry about guns. Sanji can conceivably kick back
1: bullets. Like it, yeah, it's <laughs> bullets are so such a non-issue, especially like from episode 1 he's made of yeah. rubber. But yeah, no, so when it does actually do something it feels like a like a disservice. Uh, a very dissatisfying, but intentionally so. It doesn't happen very often. yeah i don't
0: know it's uh something that i think about a lot in um in the yakuza games how like i i think it's mostly as like just a a thing for yeah guns fuck people up so they're really strong but also in a a, like world way guns aren't really a thing in japan so like when guns show up in the story in the yakuza games it's like a big fucking deal because like he has a fucking gun in Japan, and when you, you when like enemies use them, it's like a fucking dead stop. It's not like Grand Theft Auto where you're running around. Everyone has guns, so you're running around, mm-hmm. and you get hit. Your guy just goes
1: ah. It's an interesting cultural difference. Like you know,
0: actually you fucking fall to the ground and and deal with like the pain.
2: Uh, actually, that's probably
1: something here too.
2: With
0: yeah, I, it's oh, interesting because I, I
1: just contextualized that with <laughs> I've been watching uh, the movies I haven't seen by. Director uh, of anime films, Makoto Shinkai, who I don't like a lot. Uh, A lot of people love him because of, like, your name or whatever. And I'm like, (laughs) The mad lad
0: made the same movie 12 times and we just let him do it. Well, that's true of, like, a million
1: good directors, too. So I don't... That's (laughs) not my problem. The problem is that the movie, if you're making, is not very good. But I I think it's interesting how guns exist in his movie, too. Because I was like, I watched... I can't even remember the fucking title of this movie I just watched it The children who fucking listen to Voices of the Deep or some shit Mm. And there's like the presence of guns in that movie is so like heavy And there's a similar thing in Weathering with You Where the teenager gets like a gun And it's like so bizarre And it's again like I never really see guns in those settings You know it's weird to see Especially the children who listen to like Voices of the Deep or whatever It's basically like a riff on A Mononoke setting But like One guy has a gun Oh (laughs) And it's so Strange But like Intentionally so Like I think there's Something to that And I You know Talking about all of these Sort of Japanese narratives Together And talking about how like Guns are weird I'm like oh that's probably Yeah Probably is that Cultural difference of like Yeah I I don't know Like guns are fucking You can trip and fall into a gun I mean I live in Arizona Which is like a gun state A very big gun state (laughs) But even just like I guess I also grew up in Florida, which might as well <laughs> yeah. also be. I'm like, I can buy a shotgun at Walmart, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no. I guess it's just a weird cultural thing that I'm glad. I guess at least translates in one piece's case. so I never really thought about the cultural thing, but I still felt that emotion <laughs> uh, watching, you know, like this scene or the the white beard scenes, especially. But yeah, Kaido does shoot Odin. <laughs> Odin says a bunch of important stuff too. I think this is maybe when he says the old lady thing. I just was ahead of it earlier. Odin says he doesn't mind being forgotten, but his spirit will live on. He says he's happy if people th- talk about him over a drink. Like, that's what he aspires to, to have on as, a, as his memory. And then he starts to say the Odin line. Odin wouldn't be Odin if... And then he gets shot. Again, this is a very, like... I think a lot about the panel of, like, him, like, falling backwards. Just very distinct. Just like a silhouette of him in the pot. Uh, but everyone in the crowd finishes the line to say if it wasn't uh, boiled uh, They cry And Odin Like many other characters in this show Die with a big ol' smile on his face Which is interesting to me Because that's associated with people who have The D in their name oh. And I'm like Did Odin and just nobody knew That's definitely not as like That's consistent like Luffy would've If Luffy did die in Loketown he had the big smile on his face. Ace dies with a smile on his face. Hmm. Genuinely don't remember anything about White Beard. <laughs> I'm like, does he have a D? I don't know. He's dead, though. Don't remember if he had a smile on his face. Uh, they make a big deal about Blackbeard being afraid to die, even though he has a D. I don't know. People are weird about Blackbeard theories. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they still will be for another year or two. At least, yeah. Until until we know everything, for sure. <laughs> Regardless, certainly caught my attention that Odin does that, that smile thing as he as he falls into the vat. Um, but that's the end of that episode, we're going to 975, three-fourths through the 900s, almost to a 1,000.
0: Almost. Coming up soon.
1: Crazy, yeah. I'm trying to think, also, this summer, how many years we'll be doing this. Is it seven this year?
0: Yeah, it'll be seven. Around this time, actually, it'll be seven. Yeah. For sure, our first episode came out in, like, April-ish. Was
1: it April? Why do I think of it as a summer thing?
0: Because I think that's when, when we started like getting into it. Into it.
1: I also wasn't in school at the time. <laughs> that's true. So I was like, ah, oh, it's like all summer. Twitter
0: says joined June 2016.
1: But also, I think we recorded a couple episodes before any of them came out. I think that might be it too. We might have started recording in April and releasing a little later. Because I think we had like three episodes before they went up. I think so. So they were like weekly for three weeks and then so sporadic and non-consistent and now we're fine and no one was ever weird about our schedule
0: (laughs) we've at this point we've been steady (laughs) for the most
1: part longer than we weren't yeah barring two bricks in the past year (laughs) yeah uh but anyways yeah no it's crazy i wish i really wish it lined up where our 100th episode which is Really soon, which is also crazy I wish that our 100th episode covered episode 1000 But it's just too much to do in between now (laughs) and then It's like, that we can't feasibly cover like 30 episodes (laughs) Yeah Because a bunch of things are happening Technically we're going to do like 30 episodes in June But that's (laughs) because they're all fights So we'll be able to blast through Act 3 a little quicker Hopefully, and then catch up But anyways, 975 (laughs)
0: Okay, I went to Pinecast just to see. It looks like the first episode was at least published in six eighteen twenty sixteen. 2016. That sounds about right. And then I'm going to do one other check thing. Hold on.
1: I'm glad that Pinecast carries over all the correct date information because we actually started on SoundCloud.
0: Okay, that's uh, the reason why I'm thinking it's April is because your album came out seven mm. years ago today because you released it on Homestuck Day. I did then. It was after. The sec, I think it was after the second time we did radio for that is when you're like, hey, let's, hey, would you watch One Piece for a podcast?
1: Yes, that's the (laughs) default for for this show, which is interesting too, because I I think this is the second time we've recorded on Homestuck Day. I remember (laughs) making a dumb tweet about like I'm recording, we're recording about One Piece, and I'm not thinking about any other piece of media today. (laughs) And I was like wearing my Dave shirt. And I was thinking about that today. I was like, is this the second time we've recorded on Homestuck Day? I wasn't sure because I was like, I don't know. Maybe it was Pi Day instead of Homestuck Day. Because like <laughs> the it could it was like maybe it was 314, which is also like a Homestuck number. I think I used to know more about Homestuck. It's it's not stayed with me. But anyways, the weird tradition of the show, I guess. How, how pivotal Homestuck is to the fabric of this One Piece podcast but not in any way that matters. <laughs>
0: there is that one podcast that I know exists, it's like a Homestuck built built the internet or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think it's built this world or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like actual like textual analysis of it. Which would probably be cool. I w- that's that's a prime example of I would read that book. I would not listen to that podcast. <laughs> I sp- simply just don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore. I haven't for a very very long time. They're either like Two movie podcast or politics because I'm very chill and normal, <laughs> but uh that's like such a clear example of like, oh, this is my shit. If it were a different medium, because <laughs> I love like research and textual analysis, like I do love reading shit like that. But I don't want to listen to that on podcast. I don't want to hear your little inside jokes in between that well what if it's in a seven hour video essay? worse that's somehow worse
0: because <laughs> there's, there's a... also stupid visual jokes mixed in as as someone who who loves who who enjoys long content i've been on a i've been just like shaking my head in disagreement whenever youtube's like hey want to watch a five hour video essay fucking and I, think, I carly no because Sure, I know one the the argument is more ad revenue, but also like
1: if that's the only reason you're making something, you need to maybe reconsider <laughs> it's like well i I
0: get there's a lot of information, but that like there there couldn't be anything to leave on the cutting room for part part of like writing it. writing something is also uh leaving stuff out that was not completely necessary mm-hmm. or gotta, brevity, gotta be concise with your information. Once it gets past, like, an hour and a half, once it gets past feature length, I'm starting to be like, okay, what, (laughs) trim it up. (laughs) There's no way you couldn't trim it up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you could have made a documentary that was feature length and normal. You could have made a documentary series. (laughs) Yeah. You could have done a million things that were better than the thing you did. (laughs) Also, you probably could have considered... to
0: that more. It's like, (laughs) his last one, which was... he wanted to call it a documentary, but it had stuff in it about, well, it's on YouTube, so people aren't going to call it a documentary.
1: Some people do with uh, John Boy stuff, though. He, he, he broke that ceiling. Like, people do talk about his stuff as a documentary, which I should watch. I actually haven't seen uh, History of the Seattle Mariners, even though I want to. I should do that, too. And I think he had one recently come out, The People You Pay to Wear Shorts or something. He was on my list of stuff to watch when I was making mine, and I just didn't get to it. <laughs> Partly because fucking Seattle Mariners are So goddamn long <laughs> Anyways I'm gonna watch uh, the Beatles get back again I guess <laughs> No I don't know these long fucking YouTube videos I, I think so little of the video Essay format which is, is and, and frankly podcast which is Why I'm mean about it but um, There's some stuff where I'm like I get it It's accessible you can make it and just put it out there And people will find it like those Fucking six hours Rambles about Victorious People watch him Yeah (laughs) It's clearly an audience But God I mean if I If I ever do that Take me out back Stand it (laughs) Got to edit all this out Because people are going to get mad at me But That's fine Anyways We're uh 975 I haven't said anything about this episode yet Everyone likes Odin now And he's dead (laughs) (laughs) Yep Everyone's back on his side Just in time For him to be shot And evaporated And Orochi's more pissed than ever uh, so the retainers are getting away. Toki back at home is told that Odin died for real. She takes out a note and reads it. That's basically saying, if I die, do this. She, uh, basically saying, hey, if I die, no one's going to be able to beat Kaido for a very, very long time. A war is probably coming to Wano in 20 years based on the things that he heard from <laughs> the fucking fish in the Fishman Island. But what he wants to do, he wants Toki to use her power to go into the future and she sort of does it she sends 80 percent of the people involved into the future but she herself doesn't want to anymore her relationship to staying alive and just going into the future to do so changed after having a family i guess it's kind of vague but i mean i i, I the emotional beat lands i just can't really explain it we also get a flashback of odin and trusting his two swords to the kids which i don't know that we needed I knew it was. I knew it happened, but it's a nice little moment, I guess, between uh, Odin and Toki. While the retainers are getting away, we see the dog and the cat start arguing about what to do next: if they should wait or if they should act now and get revenge. And basically, this is what they are fighting over. When you see that they're not friends anymore in the present, Zoe. like this, this just never went away. <laughs> they just each blame, think the other could be the spy. I don't even know if it's that. I just think it's this fucked them up so bad, and they had a. They got into a fight and it became the central cause like they're like, yeah. all right, this is where all my negative feelings are going now that this person like called me a coward or <laughs> thinks I'm doing the wrong thing or whatever. Uh, Shinobu is here and has all their weapons. Um, some of them are going to flee to Zoe. Some of them have work to do in Curry. It's kind of vague what happens when and then when they separate, it's almost feels unrelated to what those plans might have been. For example, Doc Storm and Cat Viper are fighting and get separated from the group. And then like a big monster comes and grabs them. I think this is one of the numbers, but it's because it's still all the way in shadow, but either way, big, scary monster grabs them. And Keenamon's like, don't have time to go back. Got to keep running. So there they go. Eventually they end up on Zo. Dinjiro and Ashura stay behind to fight. We already know what happens to Ashura. He stays here and leads the mountain bandits. We'll learn the rest of Denjiro's story. Honestly, sooner than I remembered. I thought it was a little bit later that we learned Tenjiro's deal, but get to that in a minute. Odin's castle is being burned down. Kaido arrives. We already know everyone who gets to Odin's castle based on who gets sent into the future. But Momonosuke cries and remembers stuff about his dad. Uh, There's a flashback of Hiyori learning to play the shamisen. Something that we don't know from flashbacks yet is that Kaido came to the house and, like, knocks Toki aside and, like, tries to choke Momonosuke. And he's scared and crying But he does say that he's going to be the shogun of Wado And Kaido's like Trying to get him to say his name Like confidently but he doesn't He starts crying and yelling for his dad So Kaido like came to kill The heir of Odin and then is like Oh I didn't expect you to be like a baby I came here to like fight a man And kill a man but I can't really Bring myself to just kill this kid That has no chance like there's no point in me Doing that and just kind of tosses him aside I guess to burn with the house and I guess he thought it worked, but didn't really count on Toki having time travel powers. So then the retainers arrive. We've seen how this scene goes a couple times now. Most of them go into the future. I don't really know why she keeps Hiyori behind. I wish I could explain that beyond, like, it's narratively interesting to have Hiyori and Momonosuke separated this way. Like, it's a, it's a good story beat. I just can't really exp- They don't really answer why, like... Momonosuke well, yeah. is the Shogun. He has to be protected. Hiyori, eh. She's just here. <laughs> but Kawamatsu takes her and takes care of her. We, have, we see a little bit more of Hiyori getting separated from Kawamatsu in this. Toki leaves, Shinobu helps, and obviously stays behind. And she tells everyone about the future that's coming. In 20 years, the ghosts, blah, blah, blah. She gets pelted with arrow. She dies. This is the full version of the cliff notes we've had 20 times.
0: I tweeted this, but also... Do you think can her power only work on people oh,
1: or do you think she could send just anything into the future? Probably anything. I have no reason to think why, you know, <laughs> she couldn't send an apple.
0: That that would be a I mean, if this was just like a straight comedy, that'd be a fun fun gag for like these arrows be flying towards her and then she sends them to the future and after, like like pelts a random couple guy. Episodes la- <laughs> a couple episodes later we just see a guy
1: get hit with an arrow just like ah! <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it doesn't seem like she could open portals necessarily Yeah But yes, no, it would be like, why didn't she send the whole house? Yeah Granted it was on fire, but yeah, I don't know <laughs> It's probably smart that there's very little explained about this power
0: Now we just have to live in fear that someone else has it
1: But again, it's like <laughs> it, It's interesting because when you, when you think about sending an object through time the immediately thought is like, oh, what well, could I show a Victorian child to instantly kill them? And I'm like, well, no, it only goes one way. <laughs> it only goes the future, which is the opposite problem. And I'm like, I, I, I can't remember if we got into this the last time, but I'm like, the scariest thing that could happen would be like Saba Odie happening again, but this time they're launched into the future. <sighs> like, <laughs> I don't remember if I brought that up. It's basically something that happens in Final Fantasy 15. Is that like, there's a weird time jump. Where just gets like locked in a crystal for 20 years or something. And when he comes out, he looks like John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> I like that game. It's a very weird big swing. And you can't get mad at me for spoiling it because it's like 100 years old.
0: I, I've tried to start that game multiple times. so <laughs> It's weird, but I like it. I think if the game played like Kingdom Hearts, I would be able to get through it more. But that combat's hard to adjust to.
1: Yeah, I tried to play it a second time not too long ago. And I, cause, uh, and I was like, eh. It's just tough too, cause like even like replaying Kingdom Hearts, which I've also done recently, I'm just kind of like I can't. I just want I'm I'm picking this up because I want to play game, but I also like mm. don't want to skip every single cutscene. I'm like I'm not speed running it. I'm just trying to play the game, but I'm just like sitting there. I'm like I know all this. Yeah, <laughs> especially with Kingdom Hearts. I'm like trust me, I know all this. <laughs> they should have a
0: a gim mode for you. Yeah. <laughs> Auto skips the cutscenes. <laughs> I have it memorized, Axel. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: committed it to memory.
0: Something with the uh, the time thing is like I, I need to catch up on Berserk now that it's continuing. But from wh- when I last left off, it was like right before they got to the magical elf island, and there was some like weird stuff that was being presented of like time passes differently here. So like. The, the big fear I had before I stopped uh, reading was just like, oh, they're going to spend time on there. And then when they come out, the world's going to be even worse for
1: them. <laughs> mm. Well, you know, like Kingdom Hearts World Lines, time moves <laughs> different in different places. But yeah, that's uh, we only got two more episodes to talk about. 976. We're still in the past for a little bit longer. Um, Orochi is like so scared. Of the retainers not being caught That like He's like I feel cold Everything's cold Even though he's in like A scalding hot bath You should dunk him in the oil See if he <laughs> responds to that um, But no he's he's not gonna rest Until he knows the retainers are dead uh, So I guess he doesn't rest for 20 years We see Ashura Recovering from the fight And he's like 20 years is a fucking long time dude I don't know Kawamatsu tries to entertain Hiyori We see Dinjiro punching holes in walls He's like In a shack by himself and he like Turns into the Joker Uh, His glasses fall off and break His entire face Changes due to Sheer anger Yeah, (laughs) You ever get so mad you become a new guy He quite (laughs) literally Does Um, And his hair changes color a little bit too When he steps outside It's like oh wait a minute I know this guy This is Kiyoshiro And we see him turn into Kiyoshiro Uh, As he, like, joins Orochi's forces and seethes about it. We also get confirmation that he was Ushimitsu Kozo, the (laughs) thief. So he is both Kiyoshiro, this, like, Yakuza leader samurai for Orochi, also stealing money and giving it to the poor. Um, We see when Hiyori gets separated from Kawamatsu, she wanders into town and Kiyoshiro recognizes her and is like, hey, don't tell anybody I'm me, but I'm me change your name go by this blend in until things happen that we're hoping happen in 20 years and uh, that happens you know we we even see like we have now more context for Kiroshiro killing Ka- uh, kamurasaki and then that didn't actually happen when he pretends to kill her when she pisses off Orochi.
0: always keep fake blood
1: in your <laughs> in your clothes just in case i have to kill you for yeah. pretend yeah. Always have packets ready. Keep a little razor blade in your waistband so you can scratch your head up if you need to. Uh, But that's most of the plot. I shouldn't say plot holes, but like plot questions filled in now. And I'm trying to think of what's left. Oh, I guess the big thing left is that when that 20 years mark hits, like when Kinemon and Etc. land in Wano post time travel, Orochi gets news of this from his spy. It's not clear right away who it is from this, but he says like, oh, yeah, this person, they worked in a theater troupe. Their parents were killed on stage because they were Kurizumi. So he's just pretended to be other people like he, there's there's no self left in there. He's exclusively performance. Uh, he's given a devil fruit and he says that he's looking for a place to die. And Orochi's like, no, this guy, like he's so committed to the bit. He's like a good retainer until the very end. And I want to know, did you have an idea who it was? Because the next episode is going to make it clear. But, like, from this, did you have a guess? So,
0: I I had a feeling when they said, like, it was from, it's like, oh, they want to maybe think it's Okiku. And then it's like, well, they're saying he. And I, I would hope they wouldn't throw that away just for an evil bad guy. And then with the uh with the devil fruit, I was like, well, only like two of them have devil fruits, but also that's just as far as we know
1: yeah, it's really easy to hide one of those <laughs> the
0: the one thing that i I saw when they sh- i i noticed the second time they showed this in the following episode was that the fruit kind of looks like a paintbrush oh, mm, just a little yeah. bit just a little bit, but there's some other stuff that they do like up until." the the actual reveal that's like eh, it could be one of them but I was trying to think like it. I don't think it's gonna be either of the minks because they fucking they went on a worldwide adventure yeah with them um that that just seems odd uh it came across as odd to me for like I don't think it's gonna be like Kawamatsu because he spent so much time in jail like he's not gonna fucking know their plans for so long they're not gonna imprison him
1: yeah he couldn't have been able to do anything with the- yeah. Up until they took Udon, he couldn't have given them the Zo thing.
0: Same with, like, Ashura Doji, because he wouldn't have known, really, about them coming back up until, like, they did come back, like, came back after, came back to Wano after heading outside of the country, and it seemed to, maybe I was, like, misinterpreting the... Like, note Rochi got, but it seems like it happened like 20 years to the day, like the day that they came back. Yeah, that he got the note from them coming back. So,
1: yeah, I think the Zoe stuff really narrows it down pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you're like, oh, they helped Jack get to Zoe, <laughs> definitely not one of the minks and yeah, not the people who are still in Wano when that <laughs> happens. <laughs> it's interesting though, because I kind of forgot that, like, I, I already. Forgot the theater parent part of Izo and and Okiku's backstory. I was like, oh yeah, I just immediately was like, oh, it's the Kabuki guy, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's been really interesting to rewatch everything with Kanjuro for the podcast, knowing. Yeah, it's not like the thing is there really isn't anything obvious because he's he it, it it's a it's a kind of a. I don't think I don't know if it's a. When did they decide? Yeah, I don't know if if it was a thing that Odin or oh, oh, I keep saying Odin instead of Oda. <laughs> I don't know if it's a thing that Oda just like decided late or or what because of the drawing power. I want to say maybe he knew at least since Zoe. It, it, it is interesting because it almost feels like a band aid to like. Well, this is why there's never been any hint whatsoever, and why he would go through all of this shit just to be a spy. And it's just like cause he's so committed to acting. Yeah. But I don't know. It's fine. I don't I'm not really complaining. Kenjar has get a, a a complete heel turn for the rest of Wano.
0: Also, uh, Plex kind of gave it away. Um <laughs> Oh yeah. Cause the thumbnail on Plex for 977 is a close-up of him making an evil face. I was like, oh no. Huh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> what could that not, mean? Not as bad as when I like backed out on when I was back when I watched on Hulu. And saw that the thumbnail for the episode where Ace gets turned into a donut is him with the fist through his chest. That's the fucking
1: thumbnail. (laughs) I think maybe you could be like, oh, well, Ace can recover from that. He's a Logia.
0: Yeah. But the next time on at the end of 976 kind of made it look like it was Okiku. Because all the clips they showed was, like, them, like, yelling and arguing with Okiku, which I didn't think it would be her. But also, in 977, something that they kept, like, showing the close-ups of Okiku's eyes and how they said that there's something up with Okiku's eyes. And before, Kanjiro was like, yeah, it's me. I was thinking, like... Oh, and the way Orochi talks about it is like, are they like a Manchurian candidate type thing or like a sleep some kind of like sleeper agent Mm -hmm. where they don't know what they're doing? Because that's kind of what I thought they'd be doing. It's like they don't know that they're ratting out their friends. Like it's like a a thing that like goes off when they're alone or at certain times or they have this instinct to go off and report back. Yeah, that's interesting. Because that's that's what I was kind of thinking. The way that Orochi also described it was like, oh. They don't even know that they're 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 not working with their
1: friends, mm-hmm. which also makes the reveal a little weird. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> because Wayne is like it was me the whole time. <laughs> it, it's almost like I rationalize it as like, well, this is the next step of him being so committed to the retainer. Is that like he does want to have it revealed who it is? And then it's like, oh, it's me. I guess I do to tell everybody that's me. <laughs> but it does play weird when like immediately before they're like he's too committed. He'll never break character. And then immediately is like, I'm breaking character to let you know. But it is him. So we see 977. We'll go through probably pretty quickly, because that's basically it, is that scene. <laughs> we we get a reca- like replay basically of Kingdom on freaking out at the port, uh thinks of everyone who helped him get ready. They take the tiny boat. Oh also I guess it's worth mentioning uh, 976, actually, before it ends, we see, like, the 4,000 people, like, gathered up with the straw hats and getting ready for the raid. And it's like, oh, interesting, you see all of them gathered, even though they're not there. Uh, but 977 is, is again, Kinemon being sad that nobody's here, taking the tiny boat, and Okiku then is like, someone leaked the plan. This happens last time that we tried to take out Ka- Kaido. Also, there's other stuff here that hasn't really been addressed, but... Okiku's like if we don't figure out who it is and get rid of them now we can't go any further like literally it will be a hindrance to us <laughs> and Kinemon is like so unwilling to address it he's like look like, if someone has to do it they must really really need to do it if they like they're like being blackmailed or something if they're going against Odin and I sympathize Okiku's like what the fuck are you talking about. If if they are holding us back We cannot do what we need to do Yeah. Also like yeah So Okiku's really really passionate And yelling about this And you keep cutting back To Kanjuro agreeing Which obviously If you watch it knowing Yeah Until he suddenly It's like Basically it's like I agree Everyone needs to know That it was me I am the I I leaked all the plans I got it Jacked was me all along
0: Yeah It was me all along It was me Austin I did it Yeah It was me Kinamon <laughs> Um, I should do that. <laughs> Maybe I should make that edit before. Yeah, go for it.
1: <laughs> That's basically this whole episode is that scene. And right before the episode ends, you know, like pirate ships are showing up. They're being stopped by Kaido's crew and Kinemon like slices Kanjuro's head off. Uh, but then he laughs because this is a drawing. This isn't the real Kanjuro, which also means that like, I guess he planned on separating here because he's on the shore. I also really like the, this like, the Kanjuro we know could never draw something that good. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like, oh no, he's actually really good at drawing, fuck! Yeah, <laughs> that, that does work. That this is, is the really worst helpful. thing that could possibly happen! <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I love that he's just secretly been drawing shitty this whole time as a bit, and he's really good at drawing. He's on the shore, he draws some snakes that restrain Shinobu, and then he takes Momonosuke. And before the episode ends, a cannonball comes out of nowhere and hits one of these uh, ships of Kaido's. And it's the Sunny. Luffy's here. And all the other Straw Hats are here, too. I think maybe. can't remember if Carrot's on the boat or not, but she's around. But yeah, the Sunny's here. And then, like, the samurai ship almost sinks, but La's submarine comes up and saves them. Uh, Kid's ship comes here, too. His, have we ever seen Eustace Kid's ship before? It looks fucking I don't cool. I think so. Yeah, like a big, like, skull on the front of it. Uh, but they're all here. The three main character disease guys from the worst generation. Uh, they're all at the right port. Sorry, we're running late. They say, leave this to us because the sea is where pirates fight. And some really cool shit's going to happen in the next episode. I honestly considered, I was like, oh, fuck, I should have told you to go one more. <laughs> but this is, a, this is a good stopping place for an episode where we had a lot of flashbacks to talk about. I will tell you that next episode, I'm sick of looking fights in it. And I'm going to keep saying that for the rest of the year. Um, but that's it for now. Next time we will see the raid, I guess, sort of start with at least, <laughs> you know, these three crews and the samurais put together now. But the next step, maybe we'll figure out what happened to everybody else. Maybe you have a prediction about it. I don't know. Guess we'll have to find out after we do our plugs, like we do every episode. But first, I got to ask you, Jory, where can people find you on the Internet? Oh, uh, you can find me online. At,
0: no, I'm Jory on Twitter. That's where you can get the most stuff. Where you can see me tweet about uh, video games or things I am doing. Um, I was recently on the... I keep keep forgetting to bring this up, so I'm going to do it now. On the podcast After School Anime Club. Where we talked about a couple episodes from the original attempt at dubbing Kran Shin Chan for Western audiences. And it's only like a little bit less offensive than the funimation dub that has big names attached to it and i think we pretty quickly like this sucks and just started talking about other shit because we did not want to talk about the bad bad stuff we watched i don't really have a whole lot going on being unemployed and not being able to find a job kind of sucks it cripples your ability to even find stuff (laughs) have the energy to do stuff so i'm just kind of existing right now hopefully hopefully someday i can i can have fun again
1: yeah it's weird none of us want to work and yet we're so programmed by society to be like well if i'm not working i'm less valuable i don't have any outlet for my energy
0: (laughs) the thing that makes it harder is like because my girlfriend works overnight so she's asleep for most of the daytime Mm -hmm. and because she's asleep i'm like well i can't like get into doing shit because what if i wake her up (laughs) so (laughs) so and i have trouble playing video games at like 11 a.m because i'm so used to being at a job or being at school (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: the secret is to have a or a remote job at home where you play video games on the clock anyway (laughs) then nothing makes sense anymore nothing nothing then you'll never feel free (laughs) (laughs) what about you
0: you did have something that you can put out too, so this time there's <laughs> yeah I actually to have <laughs> something to say for once.
1: You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of 80 um and yeah I made a I made a documentary. You can see the trailer of it on my on my Twitter. It's my pinned tweet. Um I haven't put anything else on my Twitter other than that, so it's easy to find. Um but yeah I made a documentary about a pretty obscure artist who's local like musician who's local to Orlando. Maybe some people in our audience have heard of him just because he got swallowed up by, like, nerdy music scenes. But his name's Mark with a C, listening to him since I was, like, a teenager. And I made a documentary about their career, like, exclusively with stuff that has been uploaded by him or his audience. It does a sort of digital footprint thing. Obviously, right now you can only see the trailer, but I think it's really cool. and does a lot of stuff that I haven't seen any other documentaries do. Uh, or movies in general do, but um, we'll see, you know, if uh, anyone else agrees with that as I try to get it released, even if I'm just eventually uploading it myself somewhere, it'll, it'll come out. You know, if you care about that, check out the trailer. If not, that's fine. It's a pretty niche thing. And yeah, if you, if you also want to know any updates about when it might be watchable and full, if that appeals to you again, just, yeah, Twitter is going to be the place where I post it. Uh, I posted some stills of it on my Instagram as well, which is Ghost of Joe as well. But that's usually for photography that I haven't done in a while. Because I was making a documentary.
0: I've wanted to do that, but the weather has been forty five degrees and cloudy for a constant three months. Mm.
1: <laughs> and then it'll it'll snap to like ninety degrees and then you'll still not want to do it.
0: Yeah. Oh, Monday's a high of seventy, Tuesday's a high of 74. Oh!
1: holy shit. It's just the opposite today it was like it's been 90 lately, which is a little early. Um, but then today it was back down in the 80s. And I was like, yes, I don't have to wait till it gets dark to bike. I can go right after work. But yeah, that's all my stuff that I have to plug. I, don't, I probably won't be bringing it up every single episode in the plugs unless something new happens that I can say about it. But documentaries up there. It's called Half Serious, Half Kidding. I, I, I keep, I'm so used to people saying it's like wish list Steam games that I'm almost like, oh, watch Listed on a Letterbox. It doesn't fucking matter. It's a, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> but yeah. but I,
0: Letterboxd will not tell you, "Hey." Well, it, it kind of will if you upload to like a preferred streaming service. Someone has said mm, it'll say it's available
1: on there. That's true, but uh, who knows when that'll be? But um, I just think it's funny that I keep that thought pops into my head, even though it's useless. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Other than that, let's plug for the podcast. Our Twitter is we are watching Op where occasionally one of us makes a joke or retweets art it's been a while since i posted a stupid screenshot when i was watching but i don't know hasn't been anything dumb in a while in one piece (laughs) sometimes sometimes you just uh get caught up in it there's no bits yeah no bits watched a bunch recently and i actually updated the schedule which um if you want to know what episodes we're covering ahead of time you can go to our patreon patreon.com slash we are watching op Where I actually just today published um, an updated schedule up through July um, and then, you know, might post it again in like a month or so. But it's, you know, only so far I could make it as I wait for more episodes to come out. And then I have to watch like another 10. If you want to look that far ahead, you can do that there. You can also get these episodes early and we're going to read out all the names. I think it's Jory's turn to read out all the patron names this episode. Patreon.com slash we are watching OP. Now I will let Joy read all the names live.
2: Thanks to all of our patrons for the end of April. Thanks to Adam, Anton, Becca, Benjamin, Brittany, Cappy, Captain Moke, Chad, Clueless Wanderer, Connor, Damian, David, Deus Aqueous, Eric V, Fig, Fooney, Gage, Heidi, J. Harkins. James Jameezus, Joe Cat D Cat F Ken Kyle Lena Lucas Luke Maddie Mallory Martha, Maurice Mcfoley 299 Milo Morgan My Buddy Nick Peter Phoenix Ryu Rashan Riley Rodsters Ryan S cried if that's if that's not meant to be pronounced like the I remember the anime being pronounced let me know uh, Snowy Scales Spellpunk Steven the, the real Jory, Tony, Trey, Van Patek, and Vertigree.
1: Hey, holy us. shit! We did it. Fuck! That was so cool. Best name reading yet. Yeah, that was the Odin of name reading. That's the Jory's the Odin of reading patron names. <laughs> did you ever come up with a good... I changed my name in the Discord to uh, Joden. <laughs> we never really did come up with a good one. I think I might like,
0: just do Jory boy. <laughs> just fight. Jory boy being a real person who exists. I don't think
1: any, the only reason I know that is because you've told me, I don't think, I think that's probably true for most people in our discord, at least are listening to this podcast. I also did pitch did jewelry. Jory. Mm, that's pretty good too. Cause there is the R in R already, but doesn't also, this is a bit, you don't have to do it at all. <laughs> but anyways, I think that's all the stuff to plug. I guess I'll, if you want to go to our discord that we've mentioned a couple of times, there's a link both in our Twitter and in the show notes. And I think it should, if the Discord bot for Patreon works, it might add you uh, when you back us. Um, it I don't should? Know. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Speaking of, we just had a bunch of Twitter bots just now update in our <laughs> Discord anyway. Like our oh, t-
0: I, I was reminded that, because a couple days ago that specific bot stopped working because Elon Musk fucking with like bot stuff. Oh, so yeah. as you were saying stuff about those, was like, oh yeah, I should see if I can get those working again
1: cool the api is working for uh days that um start with T. but yeah i don't know if i said that the patreons everything's at a dollar but everything is there at a dollar always worth mentioning if you haven't joined and you want to check the backlog of shit we've done i don't know what we're doing this month yet but we'll figure it out probably by the time this comes out um i'd hope it's a shame we never hit that goal this it we should be smoking weed with luffy on 420 but
0: also, uh, Patreon removed goals or is removing them soon. I can't remember which.
1: Oh really? I feel like I've seen them. Like Patreon is removing uh let me see. That's so weird. What a weird fucking thing. Starting
0: like. May 2023, goals will no longer be available because I think they realize I think for some people, is it like big accounts, like people who make them money don't use them, so they don't give a shit. Is <laughs> really what
1: that is, I think. <laughs> yeah, and they only really care about making money on their end. Yeah. It was also which, weird to have an account. <laughs> Where I would have a goal be hit And then Because that shit fluctuates Which is fine and normal It would go under the goal And I'd be like Do I have to unrelease the Xehanort rap now? Do you lose it? Do you lose access to it? (laughs) Obviously never happened But That would be funny To to be like Fucking you don't get it anymore Hold it hostage yeah No it deserves to be locked in a vault away So nobody hears it though I think it's probably still out there on SoundCloud though Because I made it public eventually Anyways, well, yeah. So sorry that we didn't smoke weed with Luffy. I don't. I. I <laughs> if, weed if, gives me panic attacks, so we're never actually gonna do it. But I, I've, I've never, I've never done weed in my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would would, uh, would you do it with Luffy though?
0: Absolutely. I would. I would. <laughs> I would let Luffy smoke me out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with his rubber lungs, he could take the largest token in history of time. <laughs> I guess that's it. I can't think <laughs> of anything else to 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 fit in here for the plug section or. Unrelated to plugs, Jory, you got you got to drop your predictions. You got to let uh, what's going to happen with the raid, the rest of Act Three. I don't know. You tell me.
0: Can, we, we now that we know that Candro can actually draw. He's actually a very good artist. We're going to we're going to very unfortunately learn that all of this Wano that they're in is actually just a massive illustration by him, and they haven't they, they never even got that far from Zoe. And fuck, that'd be cool. Turns out he he's also been the one who's secretly backing Kaido, and Kaido is a creation of his that he made. It's all this huge, it's massive plan. all the way down. <laughs> yep, yeah. he illustrated all of this. And he's is, Oda. <laughs> he is. And you're wondering how, how far down Well, it, did Punk Hazard even happen? Did Dress Rosa even happen? Is Sabo real? <laughs> 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 These are the kind of setups that I, I know are happening next and are only paying off if you're a manga
1: reader right now. Yeah, that's true. Everything's been drawn by Kanjuro. Luffy doesn't even know that he's a character in a manga. <laughs> he doesn't. Deadpool would, but Luffy doesn't. <laughs> uh, well, that's all true, and that's going to happen next time when we continue Act 3 of Wano in the month of May, which I think we're we're... We don't have an episode coming out on Luffy's birthday, but the following week, which may or may not is Golden Week in May. I thought you were gonna go with a Golden Week joke when talking <laughs> about Kanjoro's uh, art, but yeah, no. Golden I, I Week starts the end of the month and goes through Friday, May fifth, which is Luffy's birthday. I think. Yeah. Yeah, because it's Children's Day. It's also the birthday of Karl Marx. <laughs> Hell yeah. Which I'm sure I've I've made that joke ab- before. <laughs> My two favorite anti-capitalists. <laughs> Luffy and Carl Marx. Yeah. They're the same. <laughs> Until <laughs> next time. <laughs> to be <laughs> continued.
2: continued.
1: I'm searching Luffy birthday one of the Google responses is does Luffy have a crush? Food. At least two have fallen in love with him. Alvida and Hancock. I don't think that's true.